Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and I am so thankful to have you here this week. Seriously, I mean that. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and my guests at the Glojo. I really, really appreciate it. I absolutely love recording these episodes and finding really interesting people and interesting topics to talk about, and I hope that they serve you as much as they serve me. Speaking of interviews, this week I interview Allison Braun. Allison is a business and leadership coach, and there is just so much of her message and what she talks about that really resonates with me and what I talk about here at the Glojo, so I am guessing that it's going to resonate with you. Alison Braun talks about living richly, and in her words, living richly is a beautiful, simple experience of feeling fulfilled while continuously committed to growth, where you feel fully expressed, completely connected, deeply nourished, totally satisfied, and absolutely alive. I don't know about you, but I want more of all of that. And in today's episode, Energetic Leaks, What They Are and How to Fix Them, Allison shares some of her secret sauce with us, and I'm really excited for you to listen. We talk about energetic mastery. We talk about the power of understanding and really leveraging and sinking into your personal potency. We talk about identifying your personal energetic leaks and how to fix them. We talk about boundaries, and we also talk about how you can set yourself up for holiday success. Enjoy the episode, and thanks again for tuning in. Welcome to the Glojo, Allison. It is so wonderful to have you here. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Leanne. (laughs) Yeah, you're so welcome. For everyone listening, Allison Braun is a business and leadership coach, and she is an incredible woman that I met about 10 years ago in Vancouver, and I feel like I say the 10 years ago a lot, so I guess I was meeting a lot of great people at that time in my life, and I'm so excited that we've reconnected recently. We haven't seen each other for years, but we are friends on Facebook. I've just been so drawn to a lot of Allison's posts and what she talks about, and I can just tell this is going to be a juicy conversation. We're going to be talking about energetic mastery. So if you are an energetically sensitive person, if you're an empath, and even if you are not, but you're someone who wants to learn how to take your life to the next level and be more productive and get more shit done, this episode is for you. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say, Allison. And before we dive into all of the juiciness, I'd love to turn it over to you. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share whatever you want to share about who you are, what you do, and your journey. Yeah. Well, first off, I'll just share, because I know we both like human design, (laughs) that I'm a self-projected projector, and I've had to learn from a really early age how to be as efficient as possible and as potent as possible with my energy in order to get 
what would normally take someone a lot of hard work or a long time. And I can get those same results with much more ease and in a shorter time because I have had to really refine the small bits of energy that I do have. And I've become really passionate about supporting people who do have a tendency to overwork and honestly, who have really big impacts to make and they, they need that energy. They need that mastery and potency in order to have that impact. And over the years through doing lots of different things, I've been doing this work for 11 years just before we met actually. And through that, and also now running a music festival with my husband, I've learned how to really increase my capacity to be with a lot the challenges I mean I think all of us with the world these days have had to really pay attention to increasing our capacity to be with challenging things and to still keep moving forward while honoring our bodies and our emotions and yeah I'm just really passionate about us enjoying the journey as much as possible while still having that potent impact that we're here to make yeah, I love that. I know. So yeah, I for people, for listeners who tune in regularly, you probably know I'm a manifester in human design and manifestors have to really watch our energy as well. We're not the generators, which are like the, the, the Duracell bunnies, like the rabbits who just like go, 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 whatever those were called. Um, and so for me, I really relate to being more efficient. And I love the word potent, more potent with my energy. That's great. I'm going to definitely add that to, to my vocabulary. And I know personally, the last few years, it's been an interesting reset because I think one in a lot of ways, I not in a lot of ways, I absolutely burnt myself out pre pre pandemic and I was go, go, go. And I think in many ways, so I did have a wider broadband or a wider, Mm. like a larger capacity. And then I feel like the last few years has been more isolating. It's been a slower pace and my capacity seems a lot smaller. Mm. So when I go out into the world recently, I'm really noticing that everything, you know, it might seem a little more overwhelming or I can't do as much and I can't enjoy as much. And I've had conversations with my friends and people who aren't even, you know, I wouldn't say they're energetically sensitive. They've noticed this as well. And so Mm -hmm. life has changed for all of us. And that's why I think the conversation we're going to have today is even more important because it is a wild world. We've been through a lot collectively. I think there's a lot of you know, whether it's like anxiety or unprocessed emotions or just like unfinished business that's underneath the, under the radar that we don't see. And if you're an energetically sensitive person or someone who has to watch their energy more for different reasons, it's a wild, wild world. (laughs) Like it, it really, really is. And so I know the one thing that really drew, this is when I knew, I'm like, you have to reach out to Allison. And you posted this a little while ago and it might've been when I was over in Europe. And so I'm, I reached out recently, but when you said energy management or do an energy, you, you, you do or share an, a tool for energy audits. And I'm like, yes, because I do energy audits and I talk about the importance of energy management and versus time management. Um, and I had a lot of people vote energy management over time management, which made my, my right mm-hmm. brain, my right brain soul really happy for a lot of <laughs> yes. reasons. And, um, but I just want to dive right in. And so energetic mastery, what have you learned? What are some of the trends that you see in your clients and 
yeah, like what do we need? What is energetic mastery? And what for everyone, for people who are listening that are like, okay, I'm kind of interested, but I have no clue what you ladies are talking about. (laughs) How do you even begin broaching this subject? Yeah. So first of all, I'll just touch on like the potency piece, because to me, the potency is the, the like overarching kind of desire or, or the requirement, actually, not even the desire. What I see is the requirement for us having, having the impact that we want to have while enjoying the journey as much as possible. And energetic mastery is one of kind of the three prongs that I work with under potency. So energetic mastery is really around potency of our energy. And the way that I look at it is primarily from the framework of energy leaks. And so we can be leaking our energy physically. Uh, For example, that could be like not having a system in place for onboarding and offboarding clients or having a clear guideline for how clients message you on Voxer. So that's like a very physical representation of how we could be leaking energy. It's just like having to redo things or recreate the wheel or explain things over and over again. And then there is mental energy leaks. So this is where we might not be physically sitting down working at our desk and the day could technically be done, but our mind might still be spinning over a client who is having a really hard time or uh, a tough conversation that we need to have, but we've been avoiding. And then there's the energy leaks. And this is, for example, where that tough conversation is being avoided and hasn't been had. And so energetically, it's just kind of looming or there's something that has needed to be wrapped up, but isn't wrapped up. And so it's, it's just taking up that energetic space instead of closing that loop and being open for something new to come in. So when I'm talking about energy leaks, I'm talking about those three different areas that we can be leaking energy. Oh my gosh, that is, I love the way you explained it. Thank you. It's so simple. I mean, sim- simple to con- like simple yeah. to understand, more difficult in practice. And mm. so the one thing, just going back to the potency and being potent with our energy, what have been the personal benefits that you've experienced in your business and life when you learned how to be more potent with your energy and Um, And do you mind defining like potency in your terms? Because I think that there's, we can look at it in a few different ways. I have my version, but I want to hear yours and how you use it. Yeah, for me, potency is, I mean, it's a feeling and trying to put it into words. I would define it as getting the most powerful results in the way that we most innately can. So us personally using the least amount of energy output to get the most, not even like best results, but like the deepest, most nourishing transformational experiences in our life. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's, there's definitely, it's like, yeah, for me, potency, it's almost it's when you when I hear that word, it's like learning how to tap into our innate abilities and what's unique to us and, and learning how to be, we'll say like strategic with our time and with our energy, because 
We have so much time in a day. We have so much energy. And so when we can learn to be more productive, more efficient um, with our time, with our systems is really what I heard you saying as well. Things can start to change. Um, I'll share this is not a business related example. And it might seem like the silliest, like it's just one of those tiny things. And I'm like, oh, why did I not think to do this? My family used to have a place in Phoenix. And I felt very fortunate to be able to go there over the years and have some girls getaways. And I was there with a friend of mine who has been on the the podcast before, and she is like an efficiency master. And there were so many things that I had to do when I was closing down the house, like make sure you do this, make sure you do this. And she's like, just make a list, make a checklist. And then every time you just check it off and then you, and then you come back again, you duplicate it and you just have it all written down. So I'm not having to use the mental capacity of like, oh, did I do that? Did I do this? And it's, it it was just such an easy way to have to think less about it and then close the loops and then actually have the visible, like physical, visible evidence that yes, I did that. So it's not like, did I leave the curling iron on? (laughs) <laughs> or did yeah. I do like how many people listening? How many times have you done that? And it takes so much mental capacity. And so that's just a really super simple um, example of what I did personally. And now I have my running Costco checklist. It makes it so easy because I more or less buy the same things if I don't get distracted, <laughs> if I don't go in the middle. <laughs> I'd love to hear more about these energetic leaks. You did such a great job of giving an overview. Let's talk about how we can discover our personal energetic leaks and some of the tools that you recommend for starting to plug them, like identify and plug. That's what we want to do or identify and close. (laughs) Awareness is power. Awareness is power. And I will just say, based on your story, I'm like, oh, standard operating procedures are so sexy. And for, I mean, a lot of the people that. that I work with, you know, we love freedom. You know, we we would love to go with the flow and a lot of creatives, a lot of people who are more intuitive, who love to work in flow, who love freedom, actually avoid the one thing that will bring them more flow and freedom, which is standard operating procedures and structure. So I'm such a huge fan of creating the the masculine containers or the structural containers that allow us to really flow freely within them without having to be holding it all in our minds, essentially. Yeah. So just wanted to pop yeah, that in I there. Can re- <laughs> I can relate to that so much because I am a creative, intuitive, you know, sort of free spirit. And I love freedom. And I've always been so adverse to structure and routines. And I'm like, no, it's going to cramp my style. And I don't want that. I don't want to have to. But as I've matured. And I guess as I've grown in my business journey, I need checklists. I need these standard procedures and this is how it operates. And I'll use Asana templates Mm -hmm. and then just replicate that because I'm like, okay, have it set. I don't need to think about the same thing every time. And I I have the workflows built out and it, it really, really makes a huge difference. And I wish it didn't take me so long to figure it out, but at least I figured it out. And so now, you know, I think it's so important to like share the message, shout it from the rooftops. Like if you were adverse to structure and routine, especially because you're a freedom junkie or you don't want to feel tied down, it can bring so much more freedom. It's like building that foundation. So then you can, then you can fly. 
Yeah, and I think there's a great example of mental energy leaks here. So I work with mental energy leaks or, or beliefs. So beliefs, mm. expression, uh, boundaries and structures, and support. Those are the four kind of key areas that uh, I work with my clients in identifying where they're leaking energy and closing them. So a belief or, or a mental energy leak could be, I'm someone who likes freedom and I know I need to have structure. So that means I need to get up at 5 a.m. and do these three things every day. And that's the only way that I can be successful. That's an energy leak because we are fighting against our natural potency by Mm. trying to be something or do something in a way that's not innate or natural for us. Mm -hmm. So how we might close that energy leak is, "Mm, okay, I'm going to tune into my actual body and my, what I consider your inner wisdom, internal guidance, and just check in and say like, okay, what structure am I really hungry for actually? Like what would feel really supportive? Mm. And it might be, Oh, actually, what feels really supportive is having one list that I keep coming back to over and over and over again, instead of having to like, recreate it, or it might feel really supportive for me to know that every day at five o'clock, I do movement, doesn't matter what kind of movement, I don't have Mm -hmm. to do kundalini, or I don't have to go to the gym. But it's some kind of movement. So there's, I work really well with having structure, but freedom within it. It's not like exactly the same, but there's something that I can ground into and count on. So uh, it's important to look at where we're judging ourselves Mm. and and really looking at what we identify as weaknesses about ourselves and turning those into our superpowers, really. It's like, oh, I really, uh, one of the things that I really judged myself was uh, for watching TV, you know, I saw all these spiritual people be like, I don't have a TV. I don't waste right. my time. It's an energy leak to watch TV. And so I, you know, I like watching TV and actually it really inspires me, but like, I need to not do that. Mm-hmm. Thinking that is the energy leak. Watching TV mm-hmm. is not the energy leak. So for me, it was around really identifying, oh, what does that do for me? And then by identifying that, I'm like, okay, great. That can be part of my superpower. I bring that in versus trying to force it out, which takes more energy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things that I, that I heard there that I want to touch on. And so just to like go back to the potency thing, like when you, when I hear you talk about potency, it really is linked to like understanding ourselves and our innate nature and learning how to leverage that. That's really what I heard. So I just wanted to share that because it's really aligned. At the Glojo, a lot of what I talk about is building awareness and becoming more aware of of ourselves and our true nature. And then the second step is honoring, Mm. like truly learning how to honor and accept without judgment because it can be so easy to judge ourselves. I late, lately I've been going through another phase where I am judging myself so much. And I was recently reviewing my Colby score for something and I looked at it and I'm like, oh man, I hate my Colby score. And it was the silliest thing. But then when I actually started reading what they all mean, I'm like, oh, this is so me. And I can actually (laughs) see how those are unique strengths. Why was I so quick to judge on the outside? But then when I actually took a minute to dive in and read about it, 
I could see how even though there's lower scores on some of them, those lower scores still bring a different perspective. They bring a different skill set to the table. And just because it was a three instead of a nine, that doesn't actually mean it's a bad thing. It's just giving information. So the, do you have any tips for the self-awareness? Because I know I share my tips all the time, but if anything comes to mind there. And then the second piece is the accepting and the honoring and like not being so hard on ourselves. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Yes, so damn hard on ourselves. Well, I mean, the first tool that I have, I'm a, I'm kind of a fiend for assessments. That's something that I've built into my business. I start all of my client containers with an assessment. We check in on it because so much of this work is, it's internal and it's a little less quantifiable as far as like, you know, yes, I want you to reach more people. I want more people in your programs. I want you to be making more, all of these things. But the work to get there is less quantifiable. So we make it quantifiable by having a clear assessment where we rate things on a scale of one to 10, super simple. So I have an assessment, the energy audit, that has very specifically curated questions to help you assess how much energy you're leaking in all of these different areas. But if you don't have this assessment, for example, I think that the best thing that you can do is really take a moment and just really do take stock of like, okay, where am I noticing that I feel drained or overwhelmed? Where is it working with certain clients? Is it working on certain tasks? Is it when dealing with team members and having like something out of whack there or even family and navigating, you know, we're going into the holidays, <laughs> you might be about to spend time with family. So noticing like, okay, where do I feel low energy? At what times of day do I feel low energy? In what environments and with what people? And then from there, you can go a little bit deeper. Is it that person, for example, or is it what I'm doing within the work with that person? And then that helps you. It's like, oh, no, it's actually the work. Okay, well, am I doing work that I don't want to be doing? Oh, yes. So then you can identify that's the energy leak. So what kind of work is the work that you don't like to be doing? It's this. Okay, how can I then create a boundary or a structure that actually prevents me and protects me from going into that habit of doing that work or saying yes to that kind of work? So it's a lot of questioning, really, self-questioning of like, okay, what's going on? Instead of just being like, I'm overwhelmed or I don't have energy. Well, yeah. And, you know, what's underneath all of that? Yeah. And the more that we can get better at asking ourselves and our bodies questions instead of just being frustrated about it, the more we can get the answers that empower us to make change. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's something I've I'm going through this right now on a project I'm working with. Love the client. And the first part of the project has gone so smoothly. And it was just I was rocking and flowing. And then the last month has been like, this is going to be an over exaggeration, but hell, like it's Mm. felt so heavy, and it's moving so slow. And I'm not getting the results I want. And I'm like, wait a minute, why was it so different? And then now we're here. What changed? I'm like, oh, that first part was my genius zone. 
Yeah. That's something that more or less only I, at least in my business, that's what I can do. And only me. This other part, there's people who can do it way better than me and they can do it faster. They're going to enjoy it. And the results are probably going to be better. And so <laughs> I've reached out to those people <laughs> that I know <laughs> to be like, Hey, are you free? Um, fingers crossed they are. Cause I just had this, I just had this aha. I wish I would have realized it sooner, but instead of me just being like, Oh, and kind of dreading it and being frustrated with things, I paused. And I took a moment to be like, okay, well, let's take a look. What was going on here? What was going on there? And then I realized like, oh yeah, this is just not my sweet spot. I can do it, but I really dislike doing it. I'm not as good as some people. And that I think has contributed to what's going on. And so mm -hmm. I know for me going forward, I have made a rule already that before I take on any more projects that include this part, I'm happy to include it and oversee it, but make sure I have support lined up for this specific piece of the project so that everything flows and I'm not reaching out to people last minute scrambling for support. So that's an another personal example of yeah. recently what I noticed. You touched on family. We are going into the holiday seasons. I love my family. And, you know, I think that everyone listening, we can probably all say we love our family, but that doesn't necessarily negate the fact that family can be really challenging at times, whether, you know, everything can be flowing perfect and still set up. That does not always happen. But even when it does, there are the energetics of family and things can be more exhausting. And so I know we've been talking about business, but since Christmas is coming up, I'd love to like just kind of take a side note how can we apply this concept of identifying energy leaks and actually being proactive about it to ensure that we have a really happy, you know, we feel healthy, we're grounded, we can be present, we're not feeling overwhelmed or energetically triggered or all the different things. Hmm. Any advice? Asking for a friend. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, right? <clears throat> Well, first of all, I think it's kind of, you know, remember when I, I know you can so relate to this because we both love traveling when people are like, are you traveling for business or for pleasure? And we're like, uh, both, like, both. <laughs> it's, it's not one or the other. And I think when it comes to energetics and impact, it it's not, you know, personal life and business life. I mean, it it mm. is, but also how how we're experiencing life impacts how mm -hmm. we are feeling in our business. And so when I'm working with clients, we talk about their personal relationships, their intimate relationships, all kinds of stuff, because mm -hmm. it's it impacts how you feel when you show up to do your work. <clears throat> so I love that you're bringing this in because, you know, let's be real, it applies. I'm navigating some really challenging things in my family that none of us have any control over. And it's like, okay, how can I have self-compassion mm. for, for what I'm feeling instead of being like, oh, don't feel triggered or don't feel this or, you know, you shouldn't, that shouldn't impact you that much. It's like, okay, let's be real. It is. This is where I am right now. Like, how can I just be okay being wherever I am? Yeah, first and foremost, because as soon as we're judging it, bringing back that judgment piece, there can be shame. And that just, again, is such a huge energy leak. 
Yeah. So self-compassion, first and foremost, really powerful. And I think this might be a good time to bring in the conversation around boundaries. This certainly won't apply to everyone when it comes to family, but it kind of ties into even the last piece that you were talking about. And I think it, it carries into this. So when I'm working with clients, we're looking at both reactionary boundaries and visionary boundaries. And I'll tie this back into the family piece. Reactionary boundaries, we don't usually know until we know, which means like there's a point of reaction where it's like, oh shit, (laughs) I actually didn't know this and now I do. And so reactionary boundaries are ones that we don't know until we know. And then once we know, we do something about them. Yeah. And so when it comes to family, you know them probably fairly well, and you might not be close at all and have a lot of point of tension, and you might know them really well and love them and still have points of tension. Still have points of tension. (laughs) And so it can be helpful if you know that there's certain things that just like aren't conducive to having a a deep connection and enjoyable Mm -hmm. time what communication can have in advance that will just set the container to have a really good time. I know a big one for a lot of people is politics. It's like, okay, great. You know, for our family gatherings, instead of it being like, no, we need to be able to talk about politics and be honest and express our opinions and understand each other. Some families, that's great. And they can do that. And it's really powerful even when people don't have the same opinion but for others it's like it might actually be no for us to have a really great time we just need to put that aside and we can still have deep conversations but we're just not going to talk about that and so it's not like a when I say boundary it's not like us demanding and saying this is a hard thing but it's like hey I noticed that you know when dad brings up politics, like I feel really a deep sense of stress. And I'm wondering if it would be possible if for a family dinner, if we could maybe just like table, table that topic. And yes, it might be a slightly tough conversation to have in advance, but then it creates the container for a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I love that. The visionary boundaries. And what was the other one? Reactionary. Reactionary. Yeah. (laughs) How did I not remember that one? That makes so much sense. We don't know a line or boundary has been crossed until it happens. And, you know, if for those of you listening, if that happens, just take it as it's research, it's awareness. It's like, all right, I know that doesn't work for me. So how can I communicate this or how can I approach things differently? I know for me, I am just so damn energetically sensitive. I'm really, really empathic and I feel things and people and emotions and aches and pains and everything in my body so deeply. Mm -hmm. And I live alone and I spend a lot of time alone, which wasn't always the case, but like over the last couple of years, I'm like, oh God, it's really nice spending time alone because like I don't (laughs) have to deal with everything else. And so for me, when I go, when I go home, even if everything is smooth sailing, there still is a lot more going on than I'm used to. And so what I've really learned is like, all right, well, what do I need to do to feel good? And this is going back to some of the self-care basics, knowing that I need to probably have a little alone time. Mm -hmm. So is that me going for a drive or is that me, 
you know, going going to the mall because it's in Alberta and it's cold, freezing cold at, <laughs> at Christmas time. I know that malls might be kind of, there's still lots of stimulation, but it's like figuring out where, or is it going to a coffee shop? Like, how can I just have that time away from the environment? Also mm-hmm. getting out for walks. I'm a big walker. I love going for walks. And so making sure that I'm actually prioritizing that yeah. and keeping my body moving makes such a huge difference. Otherwise, it's so easy to just sit and watch Christmas movies and eat all the good food, which I know I'm still going to do, but it's making sure that I'm balancing it with other things. As well as like, I'm a big tapper. I do a lot of EFT. Doing that, starting my day with that, gratitudes, like doing the things that I know work for me. And if I need to double down on them, double down on them, because that's actually going to make sure that I'm set up for success. And I'm going to be able to go and really truly be present and enjoy my time more instead of dealing with everything that's going on inside of me and things that I might be picking up from people or places or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And so that's something that comes to mind. It's like really knowing like what works for me. So for everyone listening, yeah, have your list. We talked about, you know, having these physical leaks. It's like, how can we actually create SOPs for family, SOPs (laughs) for for Christmas and for holidays? Like, I actually like that idea. I might make a fun little checklist and share it where you can just fill things in because here's the interesting thing. It can be so overwhelming, at least for me, to think ahead and be like, okay, well, this, and it's like, I almost get into the, the feelings and the emotion of it so much before it happens and starting to feel stressed. Whereas if I spent five minutes, literally five minutes being like, okay, what do I need to feel good? And writing it down, it's going to transform the entire experience and actually save probably like hours or days of, of whatever it is. And so it's having that like future awareness and that foresight as well. So we can really take, you know, (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this so much because I'm definitely someone who needs both fresh air and alone time. I definitely need alone time. And sometimes with family, especially when we're spending multiple days and we, it kind of makes me think of when we're doing retreats. It's like you want to be with everyone so much, like you're having the best conversations and all of a sudden you're staying up way later than you normally would. You're around people for way longer than you normally would. But then you feel really just like tapped out all of a sudden. Yeah. And it can be the same with family. Like I love spending time and playing games. And and I also know like it can be, I don't drink, but it could kind of be like there's this hangover afterwards because I haven't given myself what I really need. So I love the idea of assessing like, okay, what do you really need? Is it just fresh air? It doesn't matter if you're with other people or is it actual alone time? Um I love to just go into the bathroom and close the door for a couple minutes. That's like one of my go-to moves. And one of the things that I talked to with a client who's traveling to see her family, she was spending a lot of time with her family for, you know, a chunk of time and she was writing a book and she's like, I like, I want to stay really committed to like having my dedicated writing time every day. That was a need for her. She didn't need to be alone for it though. And sometimes with family, we think we're the only ones that need what we need. But in reality, it's like we all kind of need these different things. We need creative time. We need nature. We need movement. We need, a, you know, alone time. And so I was like, well, what if, what if you invited your sister to have like morning writing time with you? So it's something that actually builds more connection. You're both doing something that's great for you, which means that you're more likely to actually 
give yourself what you need. And it's like, it's such a win, 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 or going for a walk after dinner, like take the whole family out for a walk. So those are just some examples. Like sometimes we don't actually need alone time. We just need to be doing something where maybe we're not talking or we're doing something that we want to be doing or that's really important to us. So how can we bring others into that experience, which gives us even more permission to actually make sure that we do it? Yeah, I love that. That's so true. So I know something else you talk about is undeniable expression. I also talk about self-expression a lot here at the Glojo. Before we talk about that, because I do want to get your perspective on this, I'd love to do a quick summary of the three energy leaks, maybe one tip for how to identify them. And if there's like any final tip for sort of plugging those just so we can have it all tied up. This is the product developer in me, the the course curriculum person. I'm like, let's tie it up in a bow. Let's do a nice recap. And then let's move on because I want to talk to you about more things. (laughs) I really appreciate this about you. I love, I love a good wrap up. Okay. So first of all, it's really looking at what's draining your energy doing like a little self-evaluation, asking yourself questions to kind of get to the root. And if there's multiple, which there very well could be, you know, let's say, for example, it's like, oh, I know I need to set new boundaries in what I'm working and what I'm not working. I know that it's an energy leak for me to be doing work that I don't actually want to be doing anymore. And I know that it's an energy leak for me to be micromanaging my expression by asking what other people need to hear before I I ask myself what I want to say, for example. So let's say you've got three energy leaks that are very clear. So then what you want to do is identify what one's going to bring you the most relief first. This is what I consider the domino that like when you address the one thing, the other ones become easier to navigate. Sometimes it's the biggest energy leak that you touch on first, and sometimes it's not, because sometimes the biggest one actually would be easier to address if you tackled two small ones first, because then you have the energy to actually go and and deal with that one. Uh, So again, for me, that looks like coming in, just doing a little intuitive check-in of, okay, which one of these is going to bring me the most relief by addressing it first and just trusting what comes to mind first. It's like, okay, I know that the easiest one actually is going to be to set those boundaries for myself of when I'm working and when I'm not working. I know if I do that, these other two pieces are going to be a little bit easier for me to start navigating and closing up. And then the key is to actually go and do it. Right. <laughs> Creating whatever. And do it. <laughs> yes. and, and for some things, For example, boundaries, it's not often like a once and done thing. It's like you set the the boundary, but then you also have to uphold it. So then it's like, okay, what procedures or structures could I put in place to make holding that boundary easier for myself? If I know that I always work late, I can tell my team, make sure that my calendar is always closed off at this time. And I can say, Hey, Garrett, my husband, if you notice that I'm still working, like you have full permission to just like close my computer and give me a big smooch and hug to take me away out of my work zone. I love that you shared that. Thank you so much for the recap. And the one thing that I really want to highlight is that you actually brought in other people. Mm -hmm. And so you were communicating and you were also really saying, hey, help me. 
help me with this. And if you notice, you have permission. And so I just love that because I think sometimes we can try to do it all on our own. And then there's the other piece when we're not clearly communicating, it can be really confusing for people. And so let's just communicate. I had a random question come to mind when you were talking that I would love your perspective on. Why is it so difficult for us? And I know for me, and I I talk to a lot of people, so like I know I'm not the only one. Why is it difficult for us to do the things that actually support us and make us feel good? Like, why is it not just easy? (laughs) Do you have the answer? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have the answer to this question. I mean, I definitely feel like it gets harder the the harder we are on ourselves. That's a zinger. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Do you know what? Ooh, I'm feeling that. I feel it. That's That really resonates. And I've been so hard on myself lately. I don't know what it's been, but the last few months, it's just, and I've really had to be like, hey, stop. Why are you beating yourself up? Have some compassion. You're right. It does. It gets so much harder when we're, it's harder, the harder we get on ourselves. So let's just let that little truth bomb sink in (laughs) for, for everyone listening. Thank you. And so talking about expression, undeniable expression, I know you had used this as an example about micromanaging you know, what we're going to say versus what other people need or what we need. I'd love to hear your thoughts on expression. And again, why is it difficult for us to just be ourselves? When did we learn to not be ourselves and to mask it with all these different things? It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that expression has been the greatest challenge and an area of growth in my life. And the biggest thread in my work, I started off with doing sexual expression coaching as the bedroom joyologist when I started my first business. I remember that. I knew that you did that, but I forgot the name of the brand. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. And so that expression piece has been so pivotal, pivotal, I know this word, in my journey, in my life, in my experience. And I know from, I can't speak for anyone else. I definitely have lots of stories from clients, but I'll just speak for, from my own journey, you know, growing up for me in a, in a religious home where it's better to be not seen or heard, keep your thoughts to yourself. Don't stand out a lot of protection, right? Like, Oh, I don't want you to hurt. So it's better not to like do these things or say these things, how you act projects onto me for, you know, parents. And so there's just so much protection that can come in from a young age, so much judgment, so much shame. My journey around expression really was unleashed when it came to sexual expression and being in an environment around people who not only embraced that, but had so much fun and let it let it all come out. And I just saw the liberation that we all got to experience by embracing it instead of shaming that part of ourselves. So I just know that this is the case for a lot of people. Different cultures have different experiences with this. Women and men probably have different experiences of it. But I know for women especially, it's a lot of, there's a lot of shame 
there's a lot of people pleasing. Our value comes from how well we are keeping other people comfortable, how well we are serving. And a lot of that as a result, kind of results in us putting our own needs last, putting our own thoughts and words last. And, you know, with that people pleasing for myself, it was kind of like, I turned into this chameleon that I thought was a skill. I'm like, oh, I'm so good at fitting in with whoever I'm with and making them feel comfortable. And while that could be a skill, it was at the cost of my own truth. At a certain point, I was like, I don't know what I really believe. I don't know what I really think because I got so good at feeling other people and their perspectives and their experience. And so sometimes when we look at undeniable expression, what we're doing, it's not around stepping into something that we aren't already. It's about removing these layers of these things that aren't actually truth for us. Oh my God, I love it. I was doing the snaps over here. (laughs) Poetry snaps. Yes. Thank you for sharing. That's so powerful. I got chills a couple of times when you were speaking. And I know for me, I definitely fell into the people pleaser category. And that's something that was running strong. And I'm also, I also think some of that comes from being super empathic, but not knowing it. There's the visible and there's the sort of the things that are more just obvious of how someone responds. And then when you're more attuned to the subtleties, it's like you, I know for me, there was lots of the micromanagement of other people's emotions, which just really wasn't healthy. There's codependency and different Mm -hmm. layers linked in there, but I would change what I would say or how I would show up because I wanted to honor the other person's emotions and put them first. Now, as I say that, I still care about other people. I don't want to go around being an asshole. That's not what this is about, but it's actually learning that I have a voice too. And my needs matter and what's important to me matters as well. And it's learning how to express that not keep it bottled in because God knows I've kept it bottled in. And then there's the big explosions. It's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. And it just seems like, but why are you so upset about this? But it's like years of repression and resentment. What advice do you have for people around starting to figure out where are they? Where are they micromanaging their expression to use your terms? Where are they holding back from being themselves? Yeah. Well, I would say you probably already know. Uh, you, you probably already feel like those little tugs of like, oh, I just wish that I, I was clearer on my message or I could be more visible and, and like say what I really want to say. Or yeah, like I, I sense that if you're listening to this, you can already feel that point of tension where there's a little bit of a hold back. And I will also say this is a journey. Like, Expression is something that I will never be complete with. You know, I can tap into my undeniable expression now, but that's going to continue to evolve over the rest of my life. And so, you know, this isn't a like, great, check, complete. I am now in my undeniable expression and I am a master of expression. Done. It's a journey that gets to keep evolving and we get to keep growing in. But coming back to your question for like right now, what can be helpful is, okay, where, you know, where am I hiding myself? Where do I feel that like, for me, I'm trying to come back to what that feeling was. It's kind of like a heavy 
sinking feeling where I know there's more that wants to come out. It's like this weight. And I don't know, it's like the energy just kind of like moves down instead of coming up and like flowing out in this yummy way. Yeah, I feel that. I really feel that. And I'm going to do like Glojo Challenge for everyone listening. What is one area that you can be more expressed in? Um, You know, what you just said, Allison, I believe that we do know. Deep down, we know. And so I'll also add in, it's like, is there a place that you're being triggered? Are you judging? Are you? Because a lot of times when we actually take a look deeper, it's because it's a desire that we have within ourselves. And I'll be vulnerable and share my, like a place where I'm so not expressed and I beat myself up for not doing it. And I, it's like 2023, I'm going for it. I love writing. I love writing. I, and I just don't. And I always have felt like deep down inside, I'm like, I'm a writer. Yeah. And I know I know, I mean, I certainly experienced this and I know many of my clients experience this too, where it's like they start to, it's like, oh, I know I want to write, but what's the most strategic way to put this out there? And so then instead of it going from like this heart expression, it goes into the mind strategy. It's okay, well, but if I'm going to share this, I have to share it in the best way, which means I I need to share it. Do I need to share it here or do I need to share it here? It's, oh, but I have to wait till the message is perfect and then I can make it this and then I can turn it into this. Wait, okay, I have to figure all of this out first and then I can share it. So then it goes into this loop of how what wants to come out right now isn't actually good enough. And what I love doing in the undeniable expression work is starting to let that fire hose essentially just start to come out it doesn't matter where it goes. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. If you're waiting to figure those things out, it won't come out. So just put it somewhere. (laughs) Put it in an audio note, put it in a post, put it on a Facebook post, wherever it feels most easeful, start there. Then you Mm. can refine it, then you can put it somewhere else. There's room for the strategizing of it. But if you wait for that to be perfect, you will be waiting forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, honestly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's I'm going to take that to heart. And I know I definitely will go through cycles of being paralyzed by perfection. And it's so unrealistic. It's so unachievable. It's like, can we just get over it already? Let's just start. So I just want to share to like, to feel good. And then even just like work on the strategy after things will come get things going. So yeah, that was amazing. I think we can all relate to that in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Is there anything else? I feel like we've talked about a lot of things. Is there anything else you want to share with the Glojo community? Anything on your heart, on your mind? Mm, We did talk about a lot. That was great. I'm so curious as people are listening to hear what's, what's landing for you. Hmm. Let me just, I'm going to take a moment to just kind of feel in. I I think this is a great opportunity for all of us, right? To know that there's space for the pause. Actually, Mm. this is probably the message in itself. It's like spaciousness. We live in a time, I mean, at the time of recording this, we're actually around Black Friday and I can just feel like this hurried energy of like, got to get it out there. And there's so much and 
it just feels so nice to close my eyes and take a big exhale and a big inhale and be able to really trust that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to have the answer immediately. You don't have to have the answer immediately. Just taking that couple second pause can be enough or as long as you need, really. Mm-hmm. Really trusting yourself to take as much time as you need to let the wisdom flow through to let the work be done to let the guidance come in honestly I feel like that's it's so powerful I think we all have this resource of our internal guidance system within us that sometimes gets put to the back burner for other people's wisdom Uh, whether it's a coach or a mentor or these other people following on social media these people that know better than us, know more than us. And it's like, no, like you, you have the answers within yourself. Not to say we can't receive an abundance of support, but if you're going to other people or outside things before coming into yourself, it will be really hard to, to tap into your undeniable expression and know what you want to say. It will be really hard to know what energy leaks need to be addressed because it's like, oh, Allison has the answer or Leanne has the answer and I need to wait for this person to respond so that I can ask them about this. It's like, okay, take Mm -hmm. a breath, (laughs) take a breath, come in, breathe and see what wisdom is waiting for you. Oh, that's, I love this. I mean that I'm going to make a mantra around it for the month of December. Mm. Like I, I create space to pause something like that. So thank you. That's powerful. Oh, I feel so calm. That was such a nice way to bring this to an end. Where can people learn more about you? And I know that you have a fun little gift to share with the Glojo community called Claiming the Crown. So where can people find this? And of course, I'll link to everything in the show notes for everyone listening, where you can follow Allison and all the rest of it. Yeah, thank you. Yes, well, let's start with claiming the crown because it's so good. We, today we talked about potency. We talked about energetic mastery and claiming the crown is all around that, that piece around power, calling mm. back our power to ourselves, to the people, to the places, to the times in the past, the spaces that we may have uh, given our power to, mm-hmm. situations, challenges, failed launches, whatever it might be. And this is a three-day series that takes you through an experience of reclaiming your power Mm -hmm. so that you can create the change that you want to create in the world. Now, it's so easy with everything going on in the world to be leaking our power to a lot of these really horrible situations. But if we don't, if we aren't in our power, it is very hard to create change. And that's what's needed right now. So this three-day series is a gift from me to you that will help Thank you with you. this. And you can find it. We'll have a direct link, I imagine, in the show yes, notes. for sure. But on my website, alisonbraun.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. Thank you for joining me today. And for everyone listening, show Allison some love. Reach out to her on Instagram. Let her know what resonates. And definitely take advantage of the free gift because 
yeah, that sounds pretty damn good. I'm going to go sign up for it too. So thank you for your generosity of time and wisdom and resources. I really appreciate you and I'm grateful that we reconnected and that we were able to have this conversation today and to share it soon with everyone because it's holiday time. So let's set ourselves up for success. Thank um, you, with, Yeah, you're welcome. Everyone, thank you for tuning in today. And yeah, I appreciate you. And I'll be back next week with another episode. So stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Glow Joe podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and I am so thankful to have you here this week. Seriously, I mean that. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and my guests at the Glow Joe I really, really appreciate it. I absolutely love recording these episodes and finding really interesting people and interesting topics to talk about, and I hope that they serve you as much as they serve me. Speaking of interviews, this week I interview Allison Braun. Allison is a business and leadership coach, and there is just so much of her message and what she talks about that really resonates with me and what I talk about here at the Glojo. So I am guessing that it's going to resonate with you. Alison Braun talks about living richly. And in her words, living richly is a beautiful, simple experience of feeling fulfilled while continuously committed to growth, where you feel fully expressed, completely connected, deeply nourished, totally satisfied, and absolutely alive. I don't know about you, but I want more of all of that. And in today's episode, Energetic Leaks, What They Are and How to Fix Them, Allison shares some of her secret sauce with us, and I'm really excited for you to listen. We talk about energetic mastery. We talk about the power of understanding and really leveraging and sinking into your personal potency. We talk about identifying your personal energetic leaks and how to fix them. We talk about boundaries, and we also talk about how you can set yourself up for holiday success. Enjoy the episode, and thanks again for tuning in.